Does the ghost pay rent too? Maslow's hierarchy of needs states that at their most fundamental level, human beings require five things to survive. Food, water, clothing, shelter, and high-speed internet access. When you decide to move to a new place, you're voluntarily giving up your shelter and your internet access. Abraham Maslow would tell you this is a bad idea. And Abraham would be right, as Abrahams frequently are. When you move across town, the biggest challenge is moving your stuff. You've got a lot of stuff, man. Too much stuff. Why do you have all that stuff? You don't need that stuff. Throw out some of that stuff. Go to the Goodwill and give them your stuff. They specialize in other people's stuff. That's moving across town. Moving across the United States, on the other hand, your stuff is the least of your concerns. Suddenly an afternoon of paying your friends in pizza and nehi to help move your couch has turned into a much bigger ordeal. As you may have heard, I moved from New York City to Portland, Oregon a few weeks ago. From the greatest city in the world to the city where you have to specify which state it's in. Sorry, Maine. We'll try to be more creative next time. I'm thinking New Portland, or Portland 2, the Portlanding, or maybe just Better Portland. The one nice thing about moving into or out of New York City is that the aforementioned stuff problem isn't so bad. By virtue of New York City's fairly conservative size restrictions, there's only so much stuff you can physically fit into your apartment, so there's never too much to move. This is unless, of course, you're a one-percenter with some sort of giant penthouse. But if that's the case, you just tell your live-in butler Charlton or Jenkins or Elderberry or whatever. This place is such a bore, Alabaster. Do be a dear and move all of my worldly possessions to the other penthouse this afternoon, would you? And then burn this penthouse to the ground. I'm going to go play racquetball. Regardless as to how much stuff you have, moving across the country is a bit of an undertaking. Your stuff is an afterthought. Your beforethoughts when moving to Portland are more along the lines of, where am I going to live? And who am I going to live with? And why are all these places so cheap? The answer to that last question is easy. You reread, these rents aren't cheap. New York City is just outrageously expensive. Get the hell out of here. The who and where questions are a bit more difficult to answer. First off, there are no apartments in Portland. Second off, that is a lie. There are apartments in Portland, but saying there are no apartments in Portland is like saying there are no houses in New York City. There are houses in New York, but there aren't very many of them, and weirdos pay extra. Same deal with Portland and apartments. They exist, but weirdos pay extra. Although everyone in Portland is weird, so maybe normals pay extra? Point is, most young people in Portland don't live in apartments. They live in big old houses with other young people usually with a dog or two, maybe a cat, and possibly some chickens. Because why wouldn't there be chickens? That takes care of the who. Now for the more important question. Where? The city of Portland is divided into five quadrants. To answer your question, yes, that sounds like one too many quadrants. And to that, most Portlanders would say, eh, don't worry about it, man. Here, have some homebrew kombucha. It's from my bathtub. Portland's western quadrants northwest and southwest, are home to downtown Portland. Southwest is full of skyscrapers and city hall and condos and hobos and everything you'd expect of a city. Northwest is home to fewer skyscrapers, more Chinatowns, and some rich folk, let's say 10%ers, up in the hills. The east side, northeast and southeast, and the mysterious north quadrant, 
all sort of blends together. The buildings are shorter, the houses more plentiful, the hobos friendlier. Where was clear. East side for life. With the who and where taken care of, I began looking for a new place to live 3,000 miles away. How, you ask? How else? Craigslist. You can learn a lot about a city through its Craigslist housing ads, and nowhere is that more true than Portland. There are people renting out rooms. There are people searching for other people to search for houses with together. There are people renting tents in their backyard. Northeast, $225 a month. There are people renting couches. Southeast, $80 a month. There's that one guy renting his kid's treehouse. Southeast, $149 a month. Utilities not included. Utilities also not in existence. There's a room in that old haunted house on Mount Tabor. Southeast, $500 a month. Ghosts included. Long story short, Portland's housing market is as peculiar as its populace. After, virtually, looking at dozens and dozens of places, and after a half-dozen or so Skype interviews, I finally managed to find a place to live 3,000 miles from home. As predicted, I wound up sharing a house with some other folks, two lovely ladies in fact, whose only real problem I see is that they're living with some weird dude from New York City. We signed a one-year lease, which will probably not be renewed, so 11 months from now I'll be thrown back into the craziness that is the Portland housing market. For now, though, I'm just enjoying having a roof over my head. Oh, and the first thing we signed up for after signing the lease? Internet access. Maslow would be proud.